The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. I was a huge Gilmore guy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Warning, this podcast contains strong language, which may be unsuitable for children, and stupid humor, which may be unsuitable for adults. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to the shit show. Coming to you from the seedy underbelly of Omaha, Nebraska, where we're getting back to a sense of normalcy around here after a month of festivities. Welcome to episode 62 of the Basement on a Hill. We're a horror podcast. My name is Anthony King. Joining me as always is Kevin Buswell. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How great. are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Super. Also joining us back in the basement, Kate Barrickman. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for coming over and hanging out. Thank you. Um, so we've got a big show. Oh, first of all, I should say you guys can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Scary Shit Radio and on Facebook at The Basement on a Hill. And remember to check out our blog at TheBasementOnAHill.wordpress.com. Uh, like I said, we have a big show. <clears throat> so we have headlines in News of the Dead. We're going to look at some new releases for the month of May. Uh, music is returning to the show with a song from a band called The Heart Hard Aches. Get it? And Kate's going to tell us about her exciting month-long residency happening this month at Barley Street Tavern. But before we get to any of that, it's time for something we like to call What Anthony Watched. What I thought he watched, 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 what I thought he watched. Yeah, yeah, that's me. I did everything there on that little <laughs> jazz kit right there. <laughs> not, not <laughs> at all. Um, thank you, Logic, for all of your samples. Mm. Um, okay, so the deal is uh, I will give myself one minute to review as many movies as I can. I hope I don't go past 10 because that's all I have written down. Um, but these are movies that I've watched recently. <clears throat> God, last time I did this. I only got like three, right? I know. Yeah, that was horrible. Okay. <laughs> I wrote I wrote uh, uh, shorter descriptions this time. So here we go. Listen, um, The Lair of the White Worm. I love Hugh Grant as much as The Next Housewife, but this is a weird fucking movie. Funny and sexy, yes, but real strange. Five out of ten. Donnie Darko, watched this for the first time. Instantly became one of my favorite movies of all time. I picked up the Arrow box set. Great packaging, great features. I highly recommend getting it. Ten out of ten. Puppet Master, I just don't get it. It's your standard full moon made for tv S sequel movie that is one of the dumbest pieces of shit I've ever seen. One out of ten. Psychomania, <laughs> a delightful surprise about a devil-worshipping biker... Gang led by Richie Rich Mommy's Boy. Trust me, it's fun. Six out of ten. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Everyone knows I hate this the first time I saw it. I figured, hey, I'll give it a second chance now that I'm older. Big mistake. Still hate it. Two out of ten. <laughs> Blood Diner. Dear God, this could easily be the worst movie I've ever seen. Except that I watched Tetsuo the Iron Man right after it. Extreme Poop. One out of ten. The Eyes of My Mother. Another weird one. Beautiful, eerie, dark. Not the great uh, film everyone says it is, though. Six out of ten. Splinter. Come on, man. What a dirty butthole of a movie. Paulo Costanzo Paulo Costanzo was the absolute worst choice for this role. Oh. Two out of ten. That was a lot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. An improvement. 
an improvement, uh, improvement <laughs> from The Simpsons. Oh, Killer Clowns. Have you seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Kate? No. That does not sound like something I would enjoy. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> I just don't get it, man. Why do you like it so much? Is it? Is it I don't a- like it now. It's like it's it's a horrible film. Okay. But when I was a kid, I I I adored it. It yeah. was fun. It's the nostalgia. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, boy. I can't believe you didn't like Splinter. Oh God, I fucking hate it. Have you seen Splinter? No, no. Yeah, I know you, you guys know I'm. A no, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just don't. I don't know. I just don't get it. That. Th- what right. a weird casting choice having Paulo Costanzo. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Him with uh, uh, Jill Wagner, mm. not happening. No. <laughs> Come on, let's let's be real here. Um, coming up here in a minute, we're going to take a look, or I guess more than a minute, we're going to take a look at new releases coming to theaters and Blu-ray for the month of March. Uh, but I mean May. I have March written down. Anyways. But first, last week's headlines. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. Here's one. I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your ninepence. I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not he isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. News of the dead. All right, Kate, being the giant horror fan you are, uh, you get to pick the headline of horror news we're going to talk about. Okay. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to read four headlines, and judging by those headlines, you're going to choose one. Okay. All right, headline one. The Farmigas rule the Conjuring universe. Number two. The Rock goes on a rampage. Number three, we won't split hairs. This glass is unbreakable. And number four, Blumhouse announces they will be starting fires. I I have to hear about The Rock. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Great. We all have to hear about The Rock. also holding puppies. Yeah. Yes. They're the best picture. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so The Rock goes on a rampage. Do you guys remember that... Um, the big box arcade game called Rampage. Yeah. In arcades. Remember that at all? I'll refresh your memory. <laughs> it's like a rip off. No, I of, just have amnesia. I used to be a really big horror fan and I knew everything about no. video games, but Oh yeah. I, well, I don't know any, I, <laughs> I've never even heard of this game before. I just, I assumed everybody else. Had. It's sort of like a King Kong, Donkey Kong ripoff. Um, so uh, the San Andreas director Brad Payton is helming an adaptation of this classic ripoff centered on a giant gorilla, wolf, and alligator wreaking havoc on major cities. None other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be the one to save the day. <laughs> a base, uh, the basic plot goes like this. A space station is destroyed. Canisters containing primordial ooze crash land in the San Diego Zoo, Wyoming, and the Everglades. Animals turn into monsters. The Rock saves the day. The end. That's the movie. Yep. Uh, and Rampage is to open on April twentieth, two thousand eighteen. What a shitty birthday present for me! <laughs> <laughs> what a shit. Um. Yeah. So those are fun games. Those Rampage games. Yeah. They were like back in the day. Was I, there was there was there one called like Primal Rampage where there were dinosaurs? Does it, maybe could it, be. It, okay? Maybe it doesn't have yeah. anything to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I even watched like some videos of the video game, and 
the arcade game I've never even it didn't ring any bells. Never heard of it. I mean, I'm not I'm not a video never was a video game kid, so uh but there's the rock just dominating the cinematic world some more. Are you a big the rock fan? I just Kate? think he's cute. I think he is. he's cute when he holds puppies. He he's cute. <laughs> uh I also think he's super funny. Yeah. Like I think he's well, and he was great in Moana. Was he? Yeah. I never saw Moana, but he was the voice of the big guy. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I don't hate The Rock, and also I think in real life he would be like the sweetest guy in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but boy, the movies he chooses to be in just <laughs> really stink. <laughs> I remember when I was working at the church, like you know, we'd every Friday we'd watch a movie, and it was like every other Friday we'd watch a movie that had The Rock in it, whether it's The Pacifier or you know more movies that The Rock was in. Whatever they were. Right? Mm. Okay. That's it. That's the <laughs> end. All right. Let's talk about something really exciting happening this week. Presenting in person that three foot three bundle of dynamite. You're a little taller than three foot three. <laughs> <laughs> you are a bundle. Are you a bundle of dynamite? I don't know. I think I can be, certainly. Don't don't okay. set her off. Everybody just be cool. Just keep the blood sugar <laughs> high. <laughs> Drink your your wine juice box. Yes. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Um all right. So Kate Barrickman is uh, uh taking on a exciting opportunity at the Barley Street Tavern for the month of May uh for 4 weeks every Thursday in May. You will be doing what? It is a blatant ripoff of a prairie home companion called a Benson home companion. <laughs> so it's a variety show featuring myself and a house band that I've curated. Um, we'll have a musical guest every week and uh, two of the weeks we'll have comedy guests and two of the weeks we'll have poetry guests and all of the weeks will have wonderful radio plays written by friends of yours that's right yay i recruited um or suckered into writing that's how i feel every, I was like, 15 minute plays no i think they all i think they all had a lot of fun doing it so i mean i i know i did yeah i had a fun reading them <laughs> i haven't read both yet but yeah mine uh great i'm sure Everybody, go go to the Barley Street and uh, see my nightmare, my clown nightmare that everyone knows about. Um, okay, so let's uh, Prairie Home Companion. Did you grow up listening to uh-huh. that? Okay. I well, maybe I didn't grow up, but like as as soon as I discovered NPR, which was probably like college, because I couldn't even find an NPR station in Cozad now. If I went back. It, took, it takes me a long time to find it. It's there, though. I just wasn't <laughs> listening to it in high school. College. Started listening to NPR. It's on every Saturday at some point, and I'd inevitably, inevitably be driving around listening to it. And I think at first I kind of thought it was boring, and then I kind of understood, started to understand the charm of it. Char- and I yeah. mean, it, it really is funny. Like Yeah, you have to... Be, some people might have to be in the right mood for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see, because I, I grew up, my parents, you know, listen to NPR in the car all the time, and we'd, we'd always, 
yeah, it, it was like we were always in the car at 5 p.m. on Saturdays listening to A Prairie Home Companion yeah. and grew up listening <clears> to <throat> it. And yeah, I, I, I was probably in the same boat like when I was younger. I was like, oh, this is kind of boring. But I think it's by the time I got into middle school and high school, <laughs> you know, and, and oh boy, uh, trying to, you know, I remember going out on one of my first dates, taking a girl out. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, date on a Saturday night. I've got old Garrison Keeler <laughs> on the radio. That'll really put you in the mood. <laughs> yeah. Well, she never spoke to me again after that. <laughs> but, uh, um, I think his voice is calming. Oh, my gosh. Me too. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think I, he's calmed by his own voice. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, you, do you know of Prairie Home Companion, Kevin? I know of it, yes. Did you ever listen to it growing up? No. No, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think Chris is doing a great. Chris Teeley has oh, taken yeah. over for Garrison. I think he's mm-hmm. doing a great job. This show is is has changed in some delightful ways. But yeah, yeah. I I I thought for sure that uh, I was like, I just I don't see this happening because like you're not going to get the the weekly report from Lake Wobegon and like the sort of uh, um, liberal Lutheran humor. Yeah, it was a very niche humor there <laughs> yeah very yeah it was very minnesota yeah um but yeah i think what chris has done and i love chris teeley and f- for one he's an absolute genius musician oh yeah and uh you know the more and more i listen to it i discover how funny he is mm-hmm. uh, but what's great we're gonna talk about your thing in a minute here kate okay no we're, talk about uh, this is a horror podcast we're talking about prairie home companion um, what I, what I really like about Chris, what he's doing now is, um, like lots and lots of music. Lots of really, really good music. <laughs> like, I can't believe yeah. who he's getting on the show. Yeah. He knows everybody. Yeah. I just listened to when they were in LA back in, um, January, they, they did a replay of it and like it was Ryan Adams mm-hmm. and that Justin Horowitz, uh, Horowitz who wrote the music for La La Land. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Oh, yeah, I listened to that one. It was crazy. Like, yeah. anyway, so, um, it, for our listeners, if, if you've listened to a Prairie Home Companion at all, this is the sort of thing they could be expecting at, uh, Barley Street on Thursday nights. Yeah. So we'll be, um, doing lots of music similarly to the current version of the show and trying to fit in some nods here and there to Garrison Keillor, but I'm no, I'm no Garrison Keillor <laughs> myself, just a fan. So there's no news from Lake Wobegon. I've had several people already be like, oh, what are you going to do, like the news from Kozad? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could and maybe, but I think I'd run the risk of offending somebody yeah. and I just don't want to do that. Um, I also just think that the news from Lake Wobegon is its own. It's such so much its own special yeah, you, thing that you I don't can't think replicate I could. it. But we've done. Um, I've written quite a few fake jingles, fake jingles for real businesses. You have, <laughs> and I'm in the process of writing some real jingles for a couple fake things, and mm-hmm. then one other real thing. That's so, great, like the powder milk, powder milk yeah, biscuits so and we, ketchup. And, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have one for Lover's Luxuries, <laughs> and um, I have one for the Rose Guy. Oh, yeah. Because I love him. And um, so anyone who donated a, a certain amount to the our Indiegogo campaign got their own personalized jingle. 
So like my dad donated mm. and he's got a law firm. So I'm writing one for his law firm. Oh, sweet. Uh, and then Bobby donated. <laughs> so yeah, she's getting one for, for the cats. cats. Is yeah. <laughs> I'm still, I really wanted right. to have it done by tonight so I could sing it for you, but I don't have it done. So <laughs> there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. She, she, she <laughs> kept, she's like, uh, Bobby kept going, what should I have her write the song about? And I was like, I, I don't know. And, You're the one that did it. You pick something. And let's be real. It's not a full song. You're right. It's like, an, it's going to be like 10 seconds. Yeah. 10 to 30 seconds. So, um, hopefully it'll get stuck in your head. That's the whole point. Perfect. So yeah. Um, that's been a lot of fun writing that. And then it was also kind of an excuse for me to force myself to write some new songs, which is generally why I do anything. Right. <laughs> like, how can I get myself to write a new song? Yeah. I'll just like give myself this terrifying deadline and mm-hmm. get a lot of people involved <laughs> and <laughs> put myself out there. So, okay, you you have a house band. Who's in the house band? With you? Uh, Susan Hendricks. Drummer. Drums. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. John Oxner is on bass. He's my bassist for my regular band. Um, Vern Ferguson who may be one of the most talented musicians I've ever met, mm-hmm. uh, as well as Colin Duckworth, who can go toe-to-toe with Vern. In fact, they do that all the time in rehearsal. <laughs> I'm like, guys, guys, guys. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shred got, off. It is a shred off. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> like an accordion. Yeah. <laughs> Guitar shred off. Okay, so you said you have... Uh, poets and comedians coming in so um we were talking beforehand uh, you're going every other week mm-hmm. first week is a comedian who is one of our best friends brenna grabo yeah she's just the best yeah i'm really excited i've actually i've seen her perform but i've never actually met her oh. in person we've been messaging yep. on the internet she seems really nice yeah we love her love her to death uh and then the next so that's uh, we'll talk we'll talk dates here in a second and then the next week is um greg harry's who's a poet a performance poet from from from, from omaha okay yes um i should have boned up on everyone's credentials but (laughs) i didn't um we're just dropping real talented just (laughs) dropping names like him a lot real funny he's on twitter um and then the third week are our comedy guest is Rachel Ware, who's won some awards, I think. Yeah, she got uh, what, OEAA's Comedian of the Year last year. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And to close out the run of shows will be April Fulmer, who is also a poet um, who has some movement components to her work oh, I, sweet. i've heard so i'm excited for that very cool um and then for musical guests each week we have who the first week it's pink neighbor and they're friends of mine who used to live in the benson area very close to barley street um but now they live in grinnell iowa and oh, so they're originally from omaha actually they're originally from katie's from chicago and eric may be from here okay Although I just don't again. You just don't know. I don't know. They they have been here though. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They are coming back. They oh. are very good. <laughs> <laughs> they write some really um like sort of beachy like um 
it kind of sounds like 60s girl group stuff sometimes yeah, yeah. and it's really fun sweet um and then the second week it's brad hoshaw never heard of him yeah real <laughs> unknown dude here <laughs> really giving him a leg up with this show i think <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really excited to force him to let me sing with him. So, <laughs> um, the third week is Sass, who's from Lincoln, and she is she appears in a variety of forms. She's like a poltergeist. Yeah, expand upon that. What, <laughs> what are we talking about here? Like a shapeshifter? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, she uh, sometimes she plays by herself. Sometimes she, she's a lot like me in that sense. So she played by herself. Gotcha. With one other person, electric, acoustic. Cool. Um, but just really wonderful songwriter. She had a residency at Barley Street in February. And I think she was <sighs> she was the first person I kind of like blabbed. One of the first people I was like, you want to hear this dumb idea I have? <laughs> Sit down. Not, not a dumb idea. Oh. It. I love it. <laughs> and then our last guest, which I, I can't believe said yes, um, is... Sarah Bank. Sarah Bank, who, uh, yeah, I was telling you before, Sarah and I used to hang out all the time when I was in the scene. I was the jazz bassist hang, trying to hang out with the rock and rollers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. now now I'd run a podcast. So that's how that worked out. <laughs> um, okay. And so we're kicking off this Thursday, May 4th, mm-hmm. um, going for the next four Thursdays mm-hmm. at Barley Street. Times? 9 p.m. show starts. Okay. Um, And if, yeah, for the shows are just $1 to come in to see the show. And then um, beers are, there will also be a select beer that is a dollar. Oh, that's right. It's our hoot and holler for a dollar night. That's right. Mm -hmm. Hoot and holler. So, um, but please be quiet and listen to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. No hooting and hollering (laughs) except in between acts and songs. Um, (laughs) But if you um, donated to our Indiegogo campaign, you get in for free to any of the shows. Any Any sort of donation got you a free sweet entry to all of the shows good and or, is that is yeah. that over no the campaign goes until thursday so oh, okay or maybe yeah no thursday you still have time you have those you have two days three days uh-huh and uh there's a variety of good prizes too not prizes perks yeah um i made some cute but buttons nice let's say i'm a homebody that's the name of my house band the homebodies excellent um so you can wear that at home while you're a body being a homebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dan Crane, who is a really great artist designed and printed a bunch of, uh, limited edition posters for us. Sweet. That are very, very cool. Awesome. Um, that I'm super excited about. Yeah. Very good. And, uh, will you be selling anything? I believe there? we will have some extra buttons and posters, so we'll likely be selling them, but I want to make sure that, that the people who don't right yeah. donated got get their, the yep got it feel like they're not getting like screwed yeah when they could have just bought a poster for like five dollars or something <laughs> right posters will be more than five dollars <laughs> <laughs> don't quote around that people um well that's very exciting so kicking off thursday may 4th going for the entire month of may every thursday at barley street starting at 9 p.m each night um good i'm excited so people can let's see KateBerrickmanMusic.com mm-hmm. is sort of uh, your jumping off point for 
everything. Yeah. Um, oh, you you wrote a theme song for which I assume you're going to open each yeah, night with. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, great song. I love it Thank so much. You. God, it's so catchy. Thank you. It's very cool. It's on your SoundCloud. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I just suggest going to katebarrickmanmusic.com and uh, you'll get all the social media links there. Uh-huh. Um, and she's on Twitter and Facebook and SoundCloud and the grams. I'm on the grams. The, oh, the, uh, of the Insta variety. <laughs> and, That's right. Uh, yeah. Bandcamp, if you're oh, Bandcamp. That's a great Jesus place to God. listen to things. How do, a you, lot of how do you do it? Oh, I just, Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I just forget about one of them for oh, a while. Dude, me too. I just, I can't. I'm getting too old to do all this. Just, <laughs> just too old. Don't beat I'm, yourself up the bottom. I might as well die, which is a great segment. <laughs> uh, segment. Segue into. Uh, our music. I, I'm excited to bring the music back. We haven't played a song uh, all year, all 2017. So we're bringing it back um, with the band The Heartaches uh, with their song We All Die off the album Pheromones. All the things that make you happy All the things that make me the only thing that keeps us happy Are all of the drugs you rely on to stay alive And there's no need to pretend that everything's fine We're only humans and humans get upset from time to time I've made plans to die I'm just hoping I'll die Your lips pressed against mine And with our heartbeats in line My left hand in your right Holding on to dear life Holding on to dear life Alright, that was the heartaches with We All Die off their album Pheromones. You guys can follow them on Facebook at The Hard Aches. T-H-E-H-A-R-D-A-C-H-E-S. Uh, swell fellas from overseas. I appreciate uh, their music and them letting me play their music. So, alright, let's talk about some new releases coming to theaters. First off, uh, I'm going to talk about four things here. The first one coming out on May 12th dead awake uh and this uh deals with sleep paralysis which we talked about with mike perry um towards uh, it was like the fifth episode or something like that Mm -hmm. um i was shocked that this is like the first mainstream movie that deals with sleep paralysis because it seems like it's it's becoming more uh uh, prevalent Uh you know and uh i gotta say uh, I, I think this could have gone a really cheesy route. This looks really freaking scary. I jumped at the trailer. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, I agree. Um, it looks creepy. I, I don't know if it's surprising to me that like it's it's come out the whole the whole sleep paralysis thing. Like prior to like a year and a half ago, I 
Never heard of. Never heard of it. Right. And then all of a sudden, it's like we started this podcast and now it's I, a thing. I've met like 30 people who suffer, <laughs> suffer from had, it or something like I've that. I've had it before. I don't, I, I don't think, I don't, do people have it on like a regular basis? Yeah. Yeah. I've had it like. I've had it once. A handful of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe twice. Yeah. Bobby's had it once, but it's yeah. It's scary. So yeah, I'm we, hearing more and more about it. So it's, yeah, it's like, really interesting. It seems like only natural that now there's a film coming out about yeah, it. Yeah. I, I just figured it, it would have come out a little sooner, especially yeah. after The Nightmare was released because that, that came out in like 14 or 15. So yeah, anyways. Uh, and I'm sure there was one that came out that was a real turd, but mm. uh, this one looks great. Um, and then coming out on the 19th, the big one of the year, Alien Covenant. So goddamn excited about this. Yeah. Um, are you? Have you seen any of the Alien movies, Kate? No, and Mark's mad for that <laughs> or disappointed. I've only seen the very first one. <laughs> I fell asleep watching Aliens the what? other night. That sounds like something I would do. <laughs> it's uh, sci-fi. I just can't. But I w- I want to see it though. And horror, this trailer looks good. No, I understand. I mean, it deals with monsters and everything. Um, the first one I love. God damn it, I love the first one. Mm. Um, and I know a lot of people love Aliens more than the first one. Um, it's it's fine. I I'm gonna go back and I'll I'll finish Aliens. Um, but this one looks amazing. Yeah. You know, big budget, mm-hmm. um, you know, good cast. Ridley Scott back at the helm should be fun. We're, we'll go see it together, Kevin, okay? I Yay. never I never replied to your text, but we'll go see it together. <laughs> Yay. Um, and then coming up on the 26th, I, I was shocked. I, uh, I didn't even know they're still making these. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales which looks like a CGI circle jerk. <laughs> Javier Bardem looks awesome in it. Yeah. I I I don't I don't think I liked the last couple that came out. I, I didn't care I for them. I like the first one. The I first think one's I saw fun. The first two. I saw the first two. This is 5. Yeah. This is f- Yeah. They've made 5 of these. Yeah. And they haven't come out with one in several years. Really? Yeah, I think it's been a little while since the last. And one like that came K- out. Kira Knightley and and uh, uh, what's uh, he's not in it. Uh, the who's a really good Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. Bloom. <laughs> no, I don't think I. Don't. I'm gay for him. It's fine. <laughs> I don't think Orlando Bloom has been in the last one or yeah, two. He was like, no, thank you. Kira Knightley is the same. I don't think yeah. they're in this one. It's pretty much just Johnny Depp. Man, this god oh, looks god awful. Anyone going to see it? No. Oh. I'll rent it. You'll see it. I'll You'll see go it. to see it. I'll rent it from the red box or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, this one looks really good and it, it'll be a limited release. Uh, you know, we'll probably be able to see it on um, uh, VOD before theaters, but Berlin syndrome coming out on the 26th looks uh, great. It follows uh, this Australian. I think she's a photographer maybe. And she's in Berlin, you know, meets a cute German boy. And I think they have like a, you know, a a before sunrise type of evening. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, oh, I mean, it's just just the trailer is so creepy. You know, she says something like, you know, I wish uh, this didn't have to end. And then he kidnaps her. And I find, you know, you got the it's it's a play on the Stockholm syndrome. Mm hmm. Is the Berlin Berlin syndrome is that an actual thing or is that just the title of the movie? I have no idea. 
you know. So, yeah, sure. uh, but real creepy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this could have happened to me oh, at, yeah. at any point in my life. Right. It seems terrifying. But it also looks like one where she's going to get hers. So, yeah. Hopefully. You never know with these, uh, you know, these indie ones anymore. You just never know. Well, I mean, my fingers are crossed. For yeah. her. <laughs> uh, so those are coming to theater. Uh, let's talk about some Blu-rays here. I have, uh, we're going to talk about, I think, six or seven. I'm excited about all of these because now uh, in the past we've made fun of, you know, oh, you know, why would you pay $25 for this, this thing? Uh, well, I started buying them and they're <laughs> well worth the money. Like the, the Donnie Darko box set there, mm-hmm. you know, there's two versions of the film. It came with a book, tons of extra features. I got it for 30 bucks. I feel like I ripped, I ripped Arrow <laughs> off. I mean, honestly. And then I just got the Manhunter one from Scream Factory. So I'm done making fun. Kevin, you can keep making fun of these things. <laughs> this stuff, I mean, it's, I get it. Okay. Rob and Elliot and all those guys are like, no, trust me. I trust them now. Um, anyway, so uh, first up coming out on the 9th, Serial Mom Collector's Edition. Has anyone ever seen this movie? I've never seen this. I movie. really oh. wanted to. I'd never heard of Have it you, until you've I seen watched it? Yes. the trailer. I've seen it several times. I'm gonna watch it. Sometime. I know. You know, Amy Amy Wilkie will yeah. shit will will shit when she hears that I've never seen this, but because she's like the biggest John Waters fan I've ever known. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, collector's edition coming out on the ninth from Scream Factory for twenty two bucks. Um, features include a conversation with John Waters and Kathleen Turner and Mink Stoll. Uh, lots of interviews, two different commentaries, one with just John Waters. Another one with uh, John Waters and Kathleen Turner. There's a making of doc. There's a Kings of Gore featurette, uh, uh, which is Herschel Gordon Lewis. Like, God, Matthew Lillard is in this? Yeah. Ricky Lake? Yeah. Yeah, Ricky Lake. Great, uh-huh. right? So, so but Matthew Lillard is a huge Herschel Gordon Lewis fan in this. And so they, <laughs> they explore more of that in this featurette. Uh, but that's coming out on the 9th. And, oh, I just... <laughs> I, I feel horrible that I haven't seen this before. You need to see it. Yeah, I do. I love, God, I love Kathleen Turner. Who doesn't, right? Right? Everybody right. should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, God. And Sam Waterston as the husband. Oh, looked yeah. hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Um, all right. Co- uh, also coming out that day from Arrow, Brain Damage Special Edition for 23 bucks. Um Seen that I'll one. assume you've never seen this, Kate, right? Good assumption. Okay. I also did not make it through the trailer. Okay. Uh, you have seen this, Kevin? I have. Okay. Yeah. Do you like, uh, what's his name, Frank Hennenlotter? Do you like like Basket Case? Um, the, yeah. I, yeah, they're they're fun. Okay. I don't me, know if I want to say I like them. Uh, watch them and, yeah. So Basket Case was, was my number nine on my, what Anthony watched. Mm. Here, here's what I wrote. A doofy kid hauls his severed, deformed, yet living mass of a conjoined twin around in a basket. It's exactly as it sounds. Three out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> That's about right. Uh, brain damage looks about the same. <laughs> it's a little silly. Probably going to pass on this one. 
Was it like too gross for you, or were you just like, oh, this I looks was just so like stupid? Like rolling my eyes. <laughs> Like, I'm going to finish this email. Like, I'm going to go back and finish the work that I was doing instead of watching this trailer. You made me watch this! Um, so this features uh, commentary with Hannon Lauder, interviews with cast and crew, Q&A, uh, a recent Q&A with Hannon Lauder from the Offscreen Film Festival. Uh, it's got the reversible sleeve featuring new artwork and a collector's booklet. Um so you know, I'll I'll pass on this one. Uh, I think it would be worth it if it if it came with like something like an attachment to where like like a little toy or something. Oh, that's fun! So you can like put that thing on the back <laughs> of your neck and you can just walk around with this little thing bobbling around. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> I that might be um, worth it. Like for yeah, me. if it came with the built-in Halloween costume. Yeah, well, remember when Scream? I still don't want to watch the film, You're but I, I'd wear that. Box that <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, do you remember when the Child's Play one came out? And they they it came get, with like a with the doll, doll, but it was yeah. for sixty bucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> you spent sixty bucks just for that little doll, and it, it I mean it was like one of these. It wasn't even a big one. Oh no! Nah, come on. Um, all right, next up, uh, two separate, but I combine them because one's a sequel, Willard, and its sequel, Ben, mm. from Sk- Scream Factory for twenty bucks piece. Um, you. I thought Willard looked funny. I mean, it looks... I thought it does look gross, but... I get the creepy crawlies real easily. And, like, rats. like And one rat is fine. Thousands at a time. Mm. Just, like, when the floor's just moving. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) So gross. Have you seen any of these, Kevin? I've seen both uh, Willard and Ben. Willard Willard was okay. Crispin Glover's creepy, so... Oh, yeah. Is he in Ben? He's in Willard. Is he I think Will- you mixed that around. I think Ben is, because uh, Ben was made a long time ago, wasn't it? No, w- Willard is the first one. And then Ben is the the sequel, I think. Right? I what? missed, no, ben I missed was ben, made ben on You didn't watch list. Ben? Okay. See that ben list. was made in 72. Willard was made in the 2000s. No. No. Are we talking about the same movies? No. <laughs> no, Will- was it Willard was like 80s. Ben was made in 1972. Okay. Willard starring Crispin Glover or? No. Oh, the original one. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Gotcha. I was thinking of the remake. Uh, the remake stars Crispin Glover. Oh, they remade Willard. Yeah. I've never seen the original. Um, But yeah, I've, I've seen Ben and I've seen the remake of, okay. of um, Willard. Sorry. Gotcha. Oh, I watched the trailer for the remake. Then. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's what I watched too, because I, I thought, thought that's oh, yeah, what. Oh yeah, that guy looks. That guy. Oh, looks I thought that's what you, you were wanting. My to bad. Watch. Well, it's still rats and it's still <laughs> gross. Um, next up, <clears throat> would still watch it. From Massacre Video, for thirty-five dollars. No, thank you. On the twenty-third, Hacko Lantern. Oh yeah, I did not get through that trailer either. I mean, what was even happening? I don't even. I mean, it's like a Skinamax that, horror movie, right? Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a Coder movie. Like, <laughs> hack. I was like super disappointed. No, it's like hack, like oh, hack no. an arm off. There's just, or a, there's just like bodies. Or a pitchfork <laughs> in the side of the lady's head in the bathtub. Yeah. A lot of boobies, right? Yeah. Did you, Have you ever I mean, heard I, of this, Kevin? I've never heard of it, no. I think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's bad that there's so many boobies in it. No, no. But, I mean, uh, I mean, they got to sell it somehow. Uh, that's fine. I like boobies. Stand. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> boobies and blood and, you know, but 
boy, this looks like a real piece of plot line. Yeah, like a plot line. (laughs) You know, my porno has to have story, guys. That's just give me a pizza guy. Come (laughs) on, give me a pizza guy. (laughs) Um. (laughs) So the features you got the power is in the blood featurette and public access interviews with cast and crew, which I assume you can just watch on YouTube. Um. All right, next up, Evil Ed limited edition on the 30th from Arrow for 25 bucks. Uh I'll just tell you this right now, worth it. Oh, really? I just cuz they they just put this on Prime. Yeah. On oh, Amazon Prime. Okay. And I fucking loved this movie. I think I went 8 or 9 out of 10. Whoa. I mean crazy good. I mean it's just, you know, it's not good acting. It's just it's so over the top. But it's so, so good. This is like, it's a three-disc set. Um, you get the booklet, a making of docked, a featurette, never before seen three-hour version of the making of documentary. I don't know if I need that, but uh, have you ever seen this, Kevin? I've never seen this. I've heard of this, um, but no, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's on Prime. I recommend watching it. It's okay. so freaking, you would love this. You would love this, Kevin. I might have to watch it tomorrow then. All right. Um, <laughs> coming out on the 30th from Severin Blackenstein. <laughs> <laughs> For 25 bucks. Uh, wow. I haven't seen Blackenstein. I've seen Blackula. Right. But I have not seen Blackenstein. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, they all kind of came out. You know, there's a big, uh, like, Ganja and Hess, and there's a whole bunch of. Uh, like uh, there was like a black movement in the horror community in the seventies. Mm. And this is part of that. I mean, it looks fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then finally from vinegar syndrome on the 30th, the hearse. <laughs> it was like, what's the movie with the TV show with the talking car? That's what I wanted it to be. But like scary. <laughs> The TV show with the talking. Oh, like, what, uh, like oh, a, like with David Hasselhoff. D- yeah, Night Rider. Night Rider. Night Rider. Yeah. But you, but, yeah, but you, a hearse. But a hearse. So it was ah, like ah, I was like I was like Night Rider died and came back as a hearse. No, I actually thought this looked like really a combination good. between like Night yeah. Rider and like Christine. Yeah, but then the, I don't know what Christine is. Oh, it's I about should. an evil car. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted the car to talk. That's all I was, I was just, when's the car? I just in? watched Christine this morning, actually. Um, I this is also on Prime. They just put it up. Um, I'm sure it's an older, you know, kind of uh, uh, grimy looking version. Um, but I I think it looks good. <laughs> if you know, for 19 bucks, what the hell? Uh, you get the reversible cover artwork and. <laughs> Satan get behind the <laughs> interview with the lead actor. Oh, I thought you were gonna say bumper sticker. Oh, <laughs> oh. that would have been better. Mm-hmm. God, vinegar syndrome. What are you doing? That would be better. Also, you're welcome, vinegar syndrome. Cheesy Joe. All right, uh, I got a huge list of honorable mentions. Real quick, let's just run these down. Coming out uh, to VOD and Blu-ray, the autopsy of Jane Doe, exclusively to Walmart, and then online at the end of the month uh psycho 98 resident evil the complete collection the mummy complete legacy collection dracula the complete legacy collection the mummy 999 to 08 
Ultimate Collection, The Great Wall, XX, Get Out, and The Black Coat's Daughter. And there's May is a huge month for horror, so. And now, our feature presentation. Pontypool. Pantypool. Pontypool. Pontypool. <laughs> My son watches uh, Fireman Sam. It's a cartoon from from Canada. And uh, <laughs> uh, they they uh, are from the town of Ponty Pandy. Oh. Ponty is a it's a uh, it's, it's a, a Canadian thing. So they I guess. have a lot of towns French, up there French, that French start with Ponty. Thing. If you listen to the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah. They t- they say. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it's for. <laughs> Lake. Well, they 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 parlez vous français. They do. Um. So this is uh, from 2009, unrated. Sitting at one hour and thirty three minutes from Ponty Up Pictures, <laughs> Shadow Shows, and Maple Pictures, written by Tony Burgess, directed by Bruce McDonald, starring great cast. Yeah, love these three: Stephen McCaddy, Lisa Ull, or Hule, I don't know how you say her last name, and Georgina Riley. Hail Mary, yea, lo, I walk, we go to Ken Loney in the sunshine chopper. It's only brighter above the clouds, Grant. Hey, you gonna stay in that bird up there during the storm? Yes, sir. I'll be up here, Grant, watching all the routes in and around our region. What can you see there, Ken? Ken, do you see any police? Is anybody Who trying to restore you? order um, down there? I don't know what the hell just happened. Well, we're uh, we're gonna have to see if we can. Uh, Ken, we're, Ken, are you there, Ken? Grant Mazzy, the new shock jock for a small church basement radio station in the village of Pontypool, Ontario, finds himself in a peculiar position, one of seemingly two survivors of a viral outbreak that could most likely be the downfall of his little town. Along with his producer, Sidney, the two radio personalities try to bring elucidation to the apocalypse proceeding around them. Sidewalk is rhinoceros, kill is kiss, and Grant is now playing God. Will they find the cure before the Canadian army comes to town and flattens everything and everyone in sight? Is the English language really the cause of all that is evil? And most importantly, can someone please explain this fucking movie to me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But seriously, Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Oh, you don't? I know. I actually feel really bad for making you watch it. Have you not seen this before? I saw it um, a while ago, maybe like two or three years ago, and I remember enjoying it, but I may have been slightly, I may have had a whole box of wine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I thought it was cool, but I was watching it today and I was like, oh God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) 
I didn't get it at all. And it was anyway. Well, I didn't think the acting was bad or No, 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 no. I I, I think that was the probably the best, the best part, part about it. Performances yeah. were great. And I mean, uh what's his Stephen McCaddy? Stephen was awesome. His his voice is his voice, his facial I mean he's a God, he's a terrific actor. Yeah. His voice is so soothing. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely the performances were the the highlight of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I understood the film. Tell I, me. Well, I mean, like I, I think it's a great premise. Um, yes, I agree. For like how this these zombies become, I just don't think it was executed all that one hundred percent agree. Yeah, I I love I love. Um, the idea behind it all, but I think execution, uh, whether it was the writing or the direction, I, I, I don't think it was the direction because it was, I thought it was directed really well. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of the shots were great, especially in the booth with yeah. Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, th- the, you know, the few uh, blood gags they had were great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, uh, I just, I really don't understand. And I don't want to say like, oh, there were lots of plot holes because there, there's not much to the story. No, there's not. The English language is infected, but only certain words. Um, but, I, you know, I, I, I feel like when I was watching it, I was searching for a deeper meaning because, um, you know, there's a lot of visuals of the uh, I don't know what do you know what's called like the the sound waves on the soundboard, it yeah. sh- you know showed that stuff. Sound waves, I think. Um, yeah, a lot of visuals of that, and I was like, okay, does it have something to do with like the sound frequency or right? I mean, but I just I don't know. Maybe maybe I need to watch. I don't want to watch it again for a third time. Don't. Um, <laughs> don't. Um, but you know am i just supposed to take it at surface level yeah you know i did notice in the opening titles that they like faded in pontypool but the first four letters you saw were typo t-y-p-o mm-hmm. that was front and center yeah and really the rest of it faded in but the, did that have but then it didn't tie it so i was no, like oh maybe i missed something the first time through. But it seemed like they, they didn't tie a lot of stuff. Like at the beginning when he's, at the beginning when he like encountered that woman. Yeah. When he's driving to yeah. uh, the station. Uh-huh. What the fuck is um, that? And then he gets on the air and he starts talking about this and asking people to call in saying, should I have called 911 or mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And so even that you're thinking, well, this is going to carry on at least some point. Mm-hmm. And it, it never totally does. Got dropped, yeah. It just completely got dropped. Um, I don't want to say like loopholes either, but there were, there were moments like, th- I, I guess like the biggest one for me was after, after they've, you know, realized kind of like what's, or have an idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then he starts reading off like the, these names of people that have killed each other or yep. died. Yep. Is he naming the people from this town? It, that's what it seems and, like. Okay, that, that is know? what it seems like. Exactly. How do you know? You have... They're all dead. They're all dead. Is somebody... Yeah. I mean, the guy who is supposedly in the chopper, he's not informing you of all this he's information. Busy. So where are you getting this information? <laughs> he's in the silo hiding. Yeah, right. he's, he's having a bad day. 
So that that part really kind of threw me off. Like, yeah. what is the point of this? You know, it, it, this doesn't make any it sense. It was almost like, I mean, again, this it was just like almost like a filmmakers jerking each other off. Like, how mind fucky can we make this and like visually stunning? Yeah, if it would have been tied in somehow, like if that part would have been all the way at the end. It would have just been cool to watch and yeah. like see all those pictures and hear all those names together, but Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, I mean <sighs> Um all right, let me let me run my notes. I have four notes. Okay. <laughs> because I I was paying attention so hard trying to get it that I wasn't really taking notes. Okay, so my notes are very well made. Do you guys agree with that? Like, yeah. it's a really well-made movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, there are, uh, boy, I thought this was it really confusing, but uh, cinematically, I thought it was um, uh, sort of a big feat when they had, they had four plus layers of audio going, so they had um, background music mm-hmm. like ambient music, mm. and then they had Grant. Talking into his mm-hmm. microphone, talking into his, <clears throat> talking into his microphone. Mm-hmm. I like, and I also liked how they used, mm-hmm. like they actually used the condenser mic mm-hmm. to his advantage. Yeah. Okay, so you had the ambient music, you had Grant talking, you then had Sydney talking into Grant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you had there was, um, uh, I think there was a caller. Mm-hmm. It was either a caller or th- or it was the weird voices. The guy in, in, in the their chopper heads. or something. something. Like that, yeah. Um and they were all front and center. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't, you know, you know, it yeah, wasn't yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, center right, you know, whatever. It was all front and center. It was all middle center and uh I I liked that uh simply for the fact because it was like scrambling my brain. Mm-hmm. And I think it was meant to do that, mm. right? You mean how like he's he's like kind of like talking to somebody or like one of the callers and then she like Sydney's just kind of talking into his ear interjects a little bit just throws something in there and he's hearing it but he's still maintaining that conversation that and then there's like other things going on yeah. top yeah. of that and I think I think that was a um, a directorial choice yeah um, because the whole point is something to do with audio right mm-hmm <laughs> yeah i so like how i how i feel like the overall idea of the film was um to kind of like portray that there are certain things that should be said carefully <laughs> mm. especially like um especially things that are like going on the air or yeah. being recorded um, certain things that should be not taken for granted and, and then should be spoken clearly and carefully because if you say the wrong thing or in the wrong context, it can cause catastrophic, has the potential of ca- causing catastrophic uh, problems. And I think that was like the overall idea yeah. of the whole of the whole thing. It's like It's like when my parents taught me loose lips sink ships. Yes, mm. exactly. <laughs> Boy, did that piss me off too? I'm like, don't fucking say what I want. Don't fucking tell me what to, you know. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, it has something to do with the power of words because uh, towards uh, when when Grant it was towards the beginning, he comes on air and he's like, oh, "We're taking no prisoners," and he goes off on this mm-hmm. weird bullshit right it, yeah. uh, tangent. Yeah, and then Sydney's like, "You can't say you can't you have to tread lightly in this small town," mm-hmm. and that kind of sets up his backstory. Like, okay, I get it. I you know. And I'm, so how, I'm the new guy type of thing. And how they kind of like threw that in the beginning, like I'm starting to think, because he he's like new. I mean, I don't think, is this isn't his first night no. recording with them, but no. he is he is not as well known right. amongst this community and he's new. And so like when they started going off on that in the beginning, uh, towards the end of the film, I'm like, well, was this caused by him? Did he say something? In that whole spiel at the beginning, especially yeah. with that part with that woman that he the honey, honey yeah, honey the cat. So did honey he cause cat. this? Yeah. But the then terms at the same of endearment, um, yeah, I don't think but he it still does it. Right, he, no, he I know. may he may have still caused it, but I think that woman that he ran into at the beginning when she was saying blood, 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 blood. I think she was already infected. Mm. Yeah. So maybe like since he this wasn't his first night, maybe he caused it the night before or the morning before. I don't know. Yeah, but they, yeah, I mean, they, they, listen, usually I'm okay with filmmakers uh, leaving things um, up in the air, but there needs to be some sort of solid footing. I feel like this movie has no solid footing, Um, but like I said, it has something to do with the power of words. So Grant goes off on his, you know, he's this tangential thing at the beginning, excuse me, and, and then when towards the end, when him and Sydney are trapped in the like storage room or whatever, mm-hmm. she's writing her confession out, and uh, you know, it jump cuts, and now like the entire wall, those doors are completely mm-hmm. filled with her words. Yeah, that has something. And I was trying to pick out. I mean, but there the, were like some things that she wrote on there that she was directing towards him, like "Don't do that." Mm-hmm. Or, oh really? Now? Yeah, they yeah. were they were like communicating with each other. Like mm-hmm. she was writing on oh. there to communicate with him a little bit. But then I thought it was stupid that she got like drunk and then she just stopped caring and just started talking. Yeah. Um. The other thing I I thought it was the comedic timing or or the comedic presence um, of certain characters, like the. Lawrence of Arabia m- musical thing. Yeah. Uh, and they had some sketchy brown face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Could we get more racist? I was like, ooh, Canada. <laughs> oh, You're Canada. You're better than that. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I I thought uh, when Dr. Mendez crawls through the window, like, I thought he was a, I, I loved that character. Yeah. And I, I thought it was needed because he did clear, that's when things started getting a little clearer. Because he started, he's the one that had already figured it out. It still doesn't explain why, why it was his office that was being attacked. At, right. Right. Yeah. They just. Well, you know. I figured he's like the town doctor, and all these people are like, "What the fuck is happening to me? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go." So they weren't like rioting; they were just trying to get in, but they were also infected with this terrible disease and ended up killing each other. Right. That was my explanation for that. But then, so, I mean, his character is is meant. So his his character was written for two purposes: one, 
uh, for exposition, two for comedic levity, or uh, that's sort of a repeating uh, comedic levity. Yeah. You know, it's for levity. Um, he was great. I thought he was super funny. Yeah. Um, and then when he starts talking in Persian, like, uh, it's really cool. Um, and, you know, and then he saves the day, crawls out the window, and he's, he's like, he just didn't give a shit. Right. He was like, because I, do you guys think he was infected? Yeah, because he kept, he knew he was infected. He kept saying, breathe, breathe, breathe. Right. And he wouldn't, and he'd be like, and it. But then why didn't he attack them? Because even, even after they left that sound booth, because at that point they were thinking that he was infected and they left the sound booth. But then all these people started coming after them, and then he jumped in that room with them, I and then he never attacked them. He just left, and he ended up saving saving them. them. He did it on purpose. But I thought I, th- I think he was infected, but he knew what it, enough about what it was that he, yeah. and then he was speaking and thinking in other languages. He could stave it off long enough. That he enough. was like yeah. beating it. But it it doesn't. I mean, it's not a great explanation. Yeah. Speaking of him slipping into that room, so funny because he's just sort of like power walking. Oh yeah. And they're closing the doors. Oh yeah. (laughs) Just slips right in. So funny. Like uh, he was really really great. I I really liked the performances. I didn't so much love the character of Sydney. Um, I thought she was um. I don't know. She was a bitch. <laughs> um, well, she's doing her job. Well, but I, I don't feel like she, she wasn't redeemed. I don't feel like she had any uh, redeeming moment. I don't know. Yeah. She was also going through a divorce. It sounded like so right. Maybe she really wasn't a very nice person. Right. Well, yeah, she, she that's true. Time yeah, maybe life. she. I don't may, know. Maybe the character I was actually a bitch and. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just feel like there was so much stuff that was put out into the world and just left there to flounder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you're, and you know, <laughs> going, going back to the, the fashion thing before we turn the mics on, it's like uh, maybe the writer was just like, oh, see how far I can get with this. <laughs> See all the, you know, I'm just, it's just a bunch of bullshit, and see if they actually make this movie. Holy shit, they made this movie! Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it was Valentine's Day. Did that have anything? I mean, the terms of endearment, because the translation thing. And they, then, the, yeah, and then like Sydney and Grant have this like weird sexual tension that that didn't really. I thought that was so unnecessary. Yeah, I was like, no. Kill his kiss. Kill. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> like, like, honestly, it guys. It would have made more sense if, like, being drunk was the cure to this disease. <laughs> See, I. <laughs> because then we could say, like, oh, here's a small town in Canada, and here's this reason why everyone's drunk all the time, because if they're not. They can understand things. <laughs> they can understand things, and then they they lose their minds. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. See, honestly, I thought that's where they were going. The first time I watched this, mm. and she's getting drunk, and like all of a sudden she's she was sick, but then she's drunk and she's cured. And I'm like, that's it. You know, this guy's kind of a funny little thing. Like that's good. I like it. Yeah. No, it has nothing to do. She's just drowning her sorrows. 
The first time that somebody told me to watch this movie, though, they were like into the fact that you couldn't really see what was going on outside. That it was just like this very lots of uncertainty and like that's what was making it scary yeah it's and a bottle I thought, movie i thought about that like a couple times and i'm i'm, I'm fine with that too i like it um I like that. i'm fine with like watching a film and there are things that that you don't see or mm-hmm. you don't that don't actually like hit the hit the screen or um you know even, even the whole idea of how did this start i'm, I'm fine with them not necessarily telling me how like this infection came about how right. how these people got infected i felt like this one it, it may have helped a little bit if they kind of threw a little yeah. bit more of that into it but I, I i do i did i did like how you weren't you weren't it, it wasn't a typical like zombie film you're not watching a bunch of people fighting a horde of zombies you're mm-hmm. watching people like <clears throat> kind of trying to figure out what's going on you never really see right those monsters come come on screen. Yeah, I dig the originality of it, and that's why I didn't give it a one. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's really well made. Um, I love the concept. I don't know if it's the writing or the execution or whatever performances were stellar, um, but there's just so much and I, I i do i do like uh leaving the movie theater with some questions mm. there's just way too many questions left unanswered in this movie and uh oh yeah well, grant doing this all the time it's like <laughs> get your thing like get it nice and tight man he's always adjusting his mice like come Stop on dude it. quit messing with it also, where did that when they were That's hiding? Why your producer is mad at you? She's like, oh, the frequency keeps getting off. So you keep messing with your mic. When they were hiding we're in the booth again, and <sighs> they're on the floor. He reaches up to, you know, to record the Sydney, uh, whatever her name is, mm-hmm. is alive, and uh, he grabbed. Where the hell did that mic come from? Yeah, that one was like the special, like sexy save the world voice yeah. mic. <laughs> Sydney Blair is alive. <laughs> Sydney, Bri- there he is. Sydney Breyer is alive. Yeah, Breyer, my, yeah. My name is Sydney Breyer, and I killed. What'd she write first? My name is Sydney Breyer, and I, I, I killed, killed a little killed girl. Little girl today. I killed yeah. a little girl today. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I've written that before. <laughs> my name is Sydney Breyer, and yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. Well, one of the, one of the conflicts I really had with the film was I couldn't decide if it was a comedy or not. <laughs> Because because yeah. there were so many like humorous parts, mm-hmm. but even those were kind of executed strangely. Yeah, that I was like, "That's funny," but I mean, should, just, I, be, should I laugh? It seems <laughs> yeah. way out of place. And then yeah. like the doctor, whatever his name Mendez. is, um, when he came on, it's it just seemed like, all right, this is getting a little silly. It is a comedy, but <laughs> <And> it wasn't. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Ah <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. I mean, I know so many people that love this movie. Mm-hmm. And Can they tell us? Yeah, <laughs> I, we would love to hear your feet, please, <laughs> on our t- uh, Twitter and Instagram at Scary Shit Radio and on Facebook at The Basement on a Hill. Please tell us 
why the fuck you love this movie <laughs> and maybe you can explain it for us uh, I don't know uh, any other notes before we grade no no I think I think I'm good alright uh, <laughs> I don't think I'll be seeing the sequel yeah <laughs> uh Ponty, I, don't know, I can't. Never mind. Scratch that. Edit that. Um, all right. Well, we'll just go around the room. Kate, you know how we do it. One to ten. You start off. You give Ponty Pool a. I'll give it a three. A three. Oh, three. Okay. Whew. Good. Wouldn't watch it again. Fair enough. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I, I, my, I split it. Like if it, if I give the thing a six, that means eh, maybe I'll watch it again. Yeah. Lower than a five, not gonna watch it again. Mm. A five, it's just like I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, three from Kate. Kevin, you give Ponty Pool. Um, I I'm gonna give it a five. I like I like the performances. I like the the whole idea of it. It was a great idea. Um, that fell flat. Um. I wasn't bored with it. I was I was interested in the whole film because I think, like you said, it was filmed well. Um, it kept me intrigued. I I wanted to know what was going on, and then I guess everybody blew up, and then the credits came on, and yeah. Then I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what a way to end yeah, They just nuke the town of Pontypool. Right. Because they didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, now, I feel, now I feel like three was really harsh. Can I change it? No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Keep it a three because I'm giving it a four. Okay. Four out of ten. I'm not going to watch it again. Mm-hmm. I've already watched it twice and I, st- I still don't get it. Um, it's really well made. Great performances. Um, uh, I I was interested, like Kevin, the entire time. Um, and I was just waiting for some things to be answered and they weren't. And by the time the movie ended, I was just like, fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) I think I went to a crap right after this. I need to cleanse my soul. (laughs) I just don't get it. Uh, so that's a composite of four. Now get this. IMDb 6.7. Wow. There's a lot of people that liked it. You ready for this? Rotten Tomatoes, 83%. Wow. Wow. I'm telling you. Why? We're, I mean, guys, we're missing. Obviously, we're missing, we're missing something, something, right? Yeah. Our lines are open. So if anybody out there, if <laughs> yeah. you loved it, please call. <laughs> Should we call 911? Right <laughs> <laughs> Mazzy in the morning, call us. Um. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that's a. Whew good times thanks kate thanks a lot <laughs> yeah no sorry. i'm glad i got to watch it again because <laughs> i was just like what and i should know better that doesn't really matter if i'm trying to promote this thing that i'm doing i was like oh it's a radio movie and i'm doing this like yeah. radio mm-hmm. show no i thought it was fine ah. no i'm glad you chose it because i would never have watched this again on my own yeah and i, I wanted to give it a second chance so well you're welcome <laughs> uh your homework for next week is let the right one in. Oh, I love that movie. Good one. Good one. Let the right one in. The Vampires. Is it, aren't there two versions of it? Yeah, this is the original one. This the, is the, the Swedish. Swedish one. The Swedish one. Mm-hmm. The yes. Swedish one. Uh, not the American. Am I speaking in I an Austrian know. accent? What's I'm happening sorry. over there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do the acting thing. Um, Kate, 
a lot of fun. Thanks. Thanks for hanging. Thank you. For we'll do it again. Inviting me. I, I like uh, I like making you talk about horror stuff because you don't. I'm love becoming it. a better horror fan. Good. And Sweet. willingly going to see horror movies. Yes. Well, you're going to come see Alien Covenant with us in a couple yeah. weeks. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, I like sci-fi, though, so even though it seems like I'll probably scream a lot, I'll... Oh, even better. God, I love going to movies with people like that. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Anytime. Um, everything. All right. You guys, starting this Thursday at Barley Street Tavern, 9 p.m., Benson Home Companion, running the entire month of May every Thursday. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm glad we got to be a little part of it. Yeah, I'm so glad you did. I'm excited so to. Thank you so much yeah. for doing that. Well, I'm excited to see uh, see it all come together. So Thursdays in May, check it out. Benson Home Companion. Go to katebarrickmanmusic.com uh, for your source for all things Kate Barrickman. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. That's it. We're done. Thank you to Kevin, Kate, and the Hard Aches for the music. Our theme music is Ghosts of Emery by Donnelly Family Reunion. You guys can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Scary Shit Radio. Now on Facebook at The Basement on Hill. Visit TheBasementOnHill.wordpress.com for your daily dose of horror. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcast. Tune in next week as the host of Early Afternoon Tonight, Carl Hauser, comes to the basement. Remember, Metal Mindfuck can be nice. See you next week. Go Cubs! is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.